You know, as people of faith, we all experience life and the revelations of life in many different ways. We all experience the person of God through time and through places and through seasons of our life. And sometimes we think, sometimes we think that the experiences of others are the things that, that led them to a deep and abiding faith as opposed to, you know, maybe struggling with faith. Is it possible to have a deeper and a more meaningful experience that led these individuals to faith? Is it possible to do that? You know, what's important is when we have a revelation of who God is, when, when there's a situation that kind of describes God's character in our life, and we have them all the time, what do we do with it? It's how we process it that makes all the difference in the world. Everyone experiences God in various different ways, various different ways. So why is it that some people are, are more spiritual than others? Or maybe some people are uh, they're walking a deeper walk of faith with other people. Why is it that some people have a faith that they have to wrestle with? Isn't it, I mean, don't we learn in Scripture that God reveals himself to all of humankind in ways that are different but yet equal? You know, what is it that determines the type of faith that I'm going to have as an individual, you're going to have as an individual, and what kind of faith you're going to leave this life with? That's what makes all the difference in the world, does it not? If we look at many of the greats in the Bible, these people that we're all familiar with, do we find any reasoning behind the abundant faith that they have or the lack of faith that they have? If we look at these people, what do we see as the things that led them to faith or that kept them from developing a faith? In this series, we're going to look at the lives of several well-known biblical characters. We're going to look at the similarities between these individuals and the differences in how these people experienced God. We're going to look at what they did with those experiences, how those experiences shaped their belief systems, and how those experiences aided them in making choices along the way. And we're doing this because you and I experience God in various different ways, too, just like these biblical characters we're going to look at. And you and I have the same responsibility, and that is that we have to process those experiences with God. We have to figure out what we're going to do with them. Are we going to use them and understand that these are situations and things that God has created in this life uh, for us to experience, or maybe it was uh, something that uh, hindered our faith. Maybe it was something that we blamed God for. What is it that we're going to do with these experiences of life? Now, I want to talk this morning about a couple of different people. One of them is this girl or woman by the name of Eve. We know that Eve was born of God and born in a very special place. Eve was born in the Garden of Eden. 
the, the Garden of Eden was a beautiful place. It was a perfect existence. It was a perfect garden place where God, you know, lavished them with all kinds of good things. Uh, in the Garden of Eden, we know that Eve uh, had a one-on-one relationship with God. We know that she saw God face to face. We know that she had a relationship with God. We also know from the, the readings in Scripture that Eve understood the things that God deemed as right and the things that God said were wrong or not acceptable. She understood what the do's and the don't do's of living in the Garden of Eden uh, with God were all about. And yet we know that she completely disobeyed his commands uh, at one particular time. And that, that ultimately led to the sinful nature of humankind being brought into the existence of humankind into the world. It led to separation from God. And because of that sin, because of that disobedience of Eve, she then had to experience the pain of childbirth. She had to experience male domination. She had to experience death through the death of her own son. But then there's this other person that we run into, and her name is Mary. Mary was born of God, too. Mary, from from all that we know, was born in a decent place. But unlike Eve, Mary did not get to see the face of God. She didn't talk to God face-to-face or one-on-one. Mary, we believe, had sought God along with her family throughout her life. And she did understand the basic principles of what God says was right and what God says was wrong. The difference between Eve and Mary, though, there's several. One of them is that Eve, she really didn't have any experience with sin uh, when she was tempted. She had never experienced sin before. She didn't know what evil was. She had not yet experienced what consequences of sinful decisions was all about. Neither did she know what the sins of other people was all about either and how those could affect life. She didn't know anything about death because death was not on the, you know, the grounds yet. It wasn't in the Garden of Eden. Nothing had died. But Mary knew about death. She knew about sin. She knew about the consequences of sin. And both of these individuals ended up experiencing guilt, turmoil, as well as temptation. Now, Mary and Eve basically had the same choice to make. I want This is where I'm heading. Mary and Eve had the same choice to make. Do I obey God or not? Do I do what God has called me to do, what God tells me to do, what God says to me, this is what I want you to do, or this is what I don't want you to do? You see, unlike Eve, Mary obeyed God, despite knowing the severe consequences that might come her way. You see, in in obeying God, Mary understood that, that she was under this, you know, situation where she could have been stoned to death in the streets. I mean, being, you know, 
in marriage with another person, being betrothed to another person in marriage and, and yet being found to be pregnant, well, the law back then said you take that person and you stone them to death in the street. And yet this is exactly what God was asking Mary to do. Mary chose to obey. Eve, on the other hand, she didn't, would not have known anything about death because it didn't exist. But it should have been easier, I think, for Eve to trust in what God was asking her to do and not do uh, than it was for Mary. Because Eve lived in a perfect place. She lived in a wonderful, perfect, one-on-one relationship with her, with Adam and with, with God. And she, she didn't want for anything. That's why what, what Eve did is so desperately wrong. You see, she had all of the evidence. She had everything in front of her that you and I might ask for today. And yet she still chose to turn away from God. Eve let desire overcome her trust. Eve let the desires of her life overcome trust. In our lives, we have to learn to trust in people. We have to learn to trust in situations based on what it is that we know about them, based on their intentions, based on maybe history and and previous actions, those things. One of the things that comes to mind uh, to me is is the invasion of Normandy, D-Day, during World War II. During that day, thousands of American soldiers descended upon the beaches at Normandy and others. Why? Well, the average soldier didn't know about all of the overall plan of attack. They knew their part. It was common knowledge that they probably would experience heavy losses. They didn't know all of the contingency plans that were in place in case certain things took place. So why did these American soldiers obey and put themselves in life's or in harm's way? The answer is that American soldiers stormed the Normandy beach because they believed in those that were in command. The instructions were clear and they understood them. They knew that that each other's soldier would look out for the other one. They knew that the leadership and the commanders wanted zero losses, if that was even possible. They believed that the goal was honorable and good, that they were fighting for. And I think more than anything, they they chose to trust in the leadership, in the history of those leaders, of the reputation of those leaders, and the past accomplishments of all of those people that had orchestrated and designed these attacks. They trusted in them based on what they had done before. In short, they trusted in their leadership for everything. They trusted in their leadership for everything. Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 6, tells us these things. And it's there on the screen for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, 
and he will make your paths straight. What's he saying? Everybody's heard of Steve Harvey, and Steve Harvey put it this way. He said, your whole success in life is tied into your relationship with God. So, in other words, trust in God with all of your heart. In other words, don't lean completely on your own understanding of things because you'll never understand it all. In other words, submit to God. Trust in who he is. Trust that he's got things worked out. Trust in the character of God that we read about in the book. Do like those soldiers that stormed the Normandy beach and trust in the person or the God over you that has placed all of these things you know, under a microscope and worked everything out. It makes you ask questions like Eve. Didn't you trust God to keep you safe and free and healthy and happy and filled with peace and purpose? There in the Garden of Eden, did you have to give in to your doubts? Mary, you know the consequences of what God is asking you to do, and they don't look good. But Mary, will you trust in who God is to keep you safe and free and healthy and filled with peace and filled with purpose? Mary, will you do that? Of course, she said yes. What about, it's back to you and I. You and I have an idea of what the consequences of following Jesus are all about in this life. We know about the acceptance. We know about the rebellion. We know about the rejection. We know about all those different things. You and I have the vantage point of where we understand. We can read scripture and we can learn about the promises of God. We can learn about what it is that God is saying to us. That follow me. Be faithful to me, and, and I'm going to wipe away every tear one day, and you'll be restored in that relationship with me. Back in the Garden of Eden, back in the new kingdom of heaven, the new Jerusalem. You know, God has all of these wonderful things planned and promised for us. But sometimes when we look at life, it doesn't make any sense. And it sure as heck doesn't seem like we're going in that direction. You see, the fault that I think Eve experienced was she let her sense of reason, she took it away from the very nature of who God is. Instead, Eve took her focus away from who God has been, had been to her through who knows how many years and years and years that they were together there in the garden, who knows? But she took her focus away from the, the, the nature and the character of God to start to doubt individual circumstances of God. He had always been faithful to her and Adam. He had always provided for them. He had always given them a perfect sense of peace and purpose in life, and they wanted for nothing. Eve simply allowed a doubting in her heart of the character of God. You know, it was kind of brought on by those four words that, that still ring out in, the, in our lives and in our church today. And that is when the serpent said to her, said, Did God really say not to eat of that particular tree in the middle of the garden? He says the same thing to you and I today. 
Did God really say that he was going to give you a good life eventually? Did God really say that he would protect you and he would care for you if you trusted in him? Did God really say that he was going to wipe away every tear? You know, there's so many things that we can look at and ask that question. And, and a lot of them I can't answer because I don't know the answers. But you see, what I do know is that the nature and the character of God is to give me blessings upon blessings, upon care, upon love, upon purpose. God has the best of things in store for me. And he's quite clearly given me the instructions. Be faithful. Trust in me. Don't just trust in yourself. Because honestly, you're not that smart. Trust in me. And I will bring you to a place that you could never, ever imagine. You see, it's the one thing that, that you and I as Christians, especially today amidst COVID-19 and all of the issues we have in the world today, you know, it's so easy to get distraught and to get off track and get discouraged and everything else. And I see that in the church today. I see a lot of people struggling with having faith, but struggling with, with believing that God is leading us to a good place and believing that God is really in control and believing that God really doesn't need our help. What he really needs is our faithfulness in order to accomplish his will. You see, there's all kinds of reasons not to believe that God has our best interest at hand. But the bottom line is the very nature of God, the very character of God that I've experienced and I know you've experienced in your life says different. It says that I can be trusted and that regardless of what you see around, you lean not on your own understanding. As Steve Harvey put it, you, what, what your life looks like is based on your relationship with God.